save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Managing Editor, FightfulWrestling.com. It is May 28th. It is our SmackDown Live post show. We've got a lot going on tonight from SmackDown Live to this weekend's WWE NXT 25. A couple programming notes. Uh, this week, I am going to do a free preview of the Fightful Select Q&A show uh, here on Fightful.com. Of course, we have the Wrestling Perspective podcast with Petey Williams and uh, Dennis Farrell back. And just lots of neat stuff. We've got a whole bunch of interviews coming up over the next several weeks, maybe even months. Uh, over in Las Vegas, we got Alicia Tao, Barbie Hayden, Blue Meanie, Dean Malenko, Jimmy Havoc, Joey Janela, Killer Cross, Kip Sabian, X-Pac, Shane Helms, Matt Stryker, Mance Warner, Justin Roberts, Jungle Boy, Dustin Thomas, Nick Gage, TJ Perkins, Ace Romero, probably a few more that I forgot about. So, uh... Hold on to your butts, my friends, because it's going down. Had the Fightful MMA podcast today. Yes, that is Crisley Knows Best showing up in my photograph. That will change immediately. <laughs> I don't want to give USA the satisfaction of the rating. No. This show, of course, brought to you by FightfulSelect.com. That is the most direct way to support our independent coverage of pro wrestling and what we do. Uh, yesterday, we broke the news of Jonathan Gresham working without a contract. Head over there. There's probably something there you're going to like. I do bonus shows all the time. I'm going to do one about my experience in Las Vegas. Whenever I finally get the opportunity to watch the broadcast of Double or Nothing, I'll be doing an extra show there. Uh, Like I said, that is the best way to show your support to uh, Fightful.com. But, Alex, you received a wealth of support after last night. I did. Um, (laughs) Unanimously uh positive, and that's where we'll stay. No, I mean, uh, listen, I mean, it's a, it's a, certainly a divisive opinion that I have ab- about what they're doing with Brock. And uh, again, whoa, 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 whoa. I thought you were talking about me not liking Harry Potter. No, that, that's true. That was um, the controversial talking point of last night's podcast. Was it indeed? Uh, not from, not from my mentions, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> um, but um, I, I, I had, a, I had a lot of productive conversations with people who had a problem with, with my opinion. And again, somebody came up and said that I didn't present it as opinion last night. And if that's the, if that's the case, that's I didn't mean to do that. I didn't say, it's a fact, Brock's being a racist. I didn't want to do that at all. I said, I find it a little racially insensitive. And I was contacted by people who had the same opinion as me. Were those people who agree with me substantially outnumbered by people who disagree with me? Yes. Yes, they were. <laughs> but that's fine. I, I mean, as long as we're able to have this, this, listen, Twitter is nothing if not the marketplace of ideas. Yeah. So we had an exchange of ideas, and honestly, it came to an accord. One guy asked for me to be fired. And oh, then I ha- a few people did, and that was weird to me. I'm like, okay. So here's here's where I draw the line, and I, I have a problem with it. People, okay, did I agree with it? No. In no way did I agree with it. I made that known. Yep. Was it something that I was like, you know what? Alex should be concerned for his job. Hell no. You do an awesome job on this show. 
And for everybody that says, he's a snowflake, I'm thinking, what? then what stance are you taking, homeboy? You're, you're claiming that somebody is being super sensitive over a talking point, yet here you are being super sensitive over yeah. somebody's talking point. I had someone say, oh, well, I couldn't stand to listen to the show anymore. I'm like, wait a second, you got through the talking point and then you turned it off? I'm like, okay, if I think it's ridiculous, I'll point that out. I thought it was ridiculous. We disagreed. We moved on and we talked about the wrestling show. It wasn't brought up again. Yep. And probably won't be again. But hey, well, we've got a super chat. Who knows, who knows what we're going to do next week? That's all <laughs> I have to say about that. Also, we didn't do our MVP of Raw. The That's MVP true. of Raw is Alex Palowski for getting our social engagement up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, reminder, guys, you all can send a super chat. And we will answer any question. Tyler Go Bulls D Rose 2019 says, Hey, what's your intake on your boy Vince Russo saying AEW and WWE are working together? I think that Vince Russo wanted social interaction and he got social interaction. Uh, I I do not believe that he f- he believes that. That and that's where I stand on that. But we have WWE SmackDown. We've got to make takeover 25 picks tonight as well. Kevin Owens comes out, Alex. He says that he didn't attack Big E. I hope this is the case. That way, when Big E comes back, it can lead somewhere. Yet, we've seen in the past, they don't usually follow up on this. I mean, Lars Sullivan had to follow up on something that WWE hadn't followed up on in years with the Hideo Itami thing, where he sort of posted a picture of himself in the background. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you think that it will be Kevin Owens, or do you think they'll just abandon this completely? Uh, I think it's certainly more likely that they abandoned it completely. Uh, th- th- no, that they uh, that it is Kevin Owens, and that the lie will just turn out to be a red herring. Um, they'll you know, which will which will be them forgetting that he ever that they ever you know lied about it. But the I, I love the idea that it wasn't him who attacked Big E. Uh, that it should be Bray Wyatt systematically on both shows, taking out random people who have nothing to do with each other because he's just terrorizing both rosters. That's the wild card I want to see. But do I think that they'll just like, you know, Biggie will come back and say, hey, Kevin, it was you. Let's have a match. Yeah, probably. Probably do that. But that would be fine. Biggie versus Kevin Owens is a feud I want to see on TV. So you can do that. It'd be fine with me. He says that he being Kevin Owens says he's going to soften up Kofi Kingston for Dolph Ziggler at Super Showdown. Kofi appears and calls Owens a liar. This match seemed like to me that it was a way to beat Kevin Owens because they they think he can take it because he's not going to appear on Sands Time. And a, does, a, does a loss to Kofi hurt? Not necessarily, but does several losses in a row hurt no matter who it is? Yeah, kind of. So... It's when, when I see that, I'm like, not these wrestlers, just because they're not going to be on sands of time, aren't disposable just because they're not going to be on your next big show. And that's yeah. how I feel like some of them get treated. Uh, we had Sami Zayn losing. We had uh, Kevin Owens losing. Daniel Bryan just hasn't been wrestling. So there's that. What do you think about this? Well, I mean, I'm assuming the the wild card rule extends to pay per views as well, um, because I, I I could certainly see an Xavier Woods and um, and Big E versus KO and Sami Zayn match say at you know Stomping Grounds, 
or whatever. By the way, um, Stomping Grounds, sponsored by Gold Bond Medicated Powder, which to me seems like a better sponsor for Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I, I could see this going somewhere or whatever. Um, the match, Kevin Owens shown out. Like, that was a, he, he looked great in this match. You know, he, he lost, but he did amazing stuff. At this point in both of their careers, Kevin Owens does a much better swanton bomb than Jeff Hardy. It's amazing. A crazy thing to say, but it's absolutely true. And it concerns me anytime somebody gets their knees up on that because he ain't a small guy, Alex. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so I'm like, damn, man, I could tear a patella. Owens controls most of the match but can't hit a stunner. That air Kofi does not look fun to do or to take. No, I mean, the way if, – if he gets – the thing is he's not – he's going off like cockeyed, like kind of sideways or backwards or whatever, which is much harder to kind of like gauge where you're going to land to begin with. And like Kevin Owens took almost all of the torso, but that didn't matter because he wasn't going torso first. He was like going sideways. So he just basically spun him off. And the torso landed on, on Kevin Owens, but then kind of leveraged his tailbone directly into the ground, which is not a good thing. Maybe don't do the trust fall crazy Kofi thing unless you've got a minimum of two guys to do it to. Yeah, uh, this is another good match for Kofi Kingston. Guy continues to deliver at a championship level and yeah. seems like a champion. Uh, the yeah. SOS hit thing, Owens caught, tosses Kofi all around the ringside area. Owens with... Has has good aerial tactics. He's just really good from up there. Then Kofi catches him with a trouble in paradise. Kofi, from a booking perspective and from an in-ring perspective, is just on top of his game. This is a very special run that continues. I mean, everything has just been magic for the last three and a half months for this guy. Inside the ring, outside the ring, from a booking point of view, I think they continue to do really, really well with Kofi Kingston, given the 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 cards that they are, are presented to, to deal with and Dolph Ziggler shown looking on backstage, but I can't say enough good things about Kofi Kingston, WWE and how they have handled him since then. He is a champion, Alex. Yes. I, he's totally a champion to the point now that his finisher is almost bulletproof. I, I, I don't know what the statistics are on this. I'd have to go back and watch a lot of matches, but I seem to remember the, um, the trouble in paradise being kicked out of many times during the new days tag title run. Like it wasn't a thing that was absolutely end people. Um, so now it does like, it's a, it's a one time one shot deal. You get hit by that and you're, you're kind of out. I mean, pretty much, I, I think Brian might've kicked out one or two, but that's about it. Um, so that, that makes him look much more uh, formidable. Um, yeah. The other thing about this was that was odd was they decided to do the Kevin Owens, retrospective uh, video package, which is a weird thing to do if this is a one-off SmackDown live match and that's it. I think, I th which is why I believe we're leading to a Kevin Owens versus the rest of the New Day thing uh, beyond Sands of Time. We're going to get uh, something with uh, Kevin Owens versus Big E. Big E's healthy, Kevin Owens versus Xavier Woods. Uh, that's that's much better to me than than just throwing that video package there for no reason, really. Also, this is what happens when you start the night with wrestling for a, for twenty minutes, as opposed to 
talking for 20 minutes. It's so much more compelling. Gets me right into watching and wanting to watch the rest of the show. Raw should try that sometime. Rob Wilkins, thank you for the super chat. He says, got free blue chew, and now I have a third leg. Thank you. Well, no, thank you. And and you're welcome to whoever you're using that on. Undertaker's going to be at Raw next week, Alex. <laughs> yep. Are yep. you excited for the return of the dong? Yeah. Oh, the dong is going to be great. Uh, the dong followed followed by the Berg. Uh, I'm assuming the Berg will probably be there, but they're going to keep that a secret. Um, because you got you got to you have listen. This is a once in a lifetime uh, match that we were when when WWE bought WCW in 2001. We were thinking to ourselves, all of us wrestling fans, this opens up a whole new avenue. For for all time like legendary dream matches, The Undertaker versus Goldberg, and 19 years later, Vince has heard what we were saying, so we get that now, and and I'm sure it'll be just as good as it would have been 19 years ago. You know, if your dong has been out of action for quite some time, and you're looking for it to make a return with a vengeance, and sit up. But you don't want to have to worry about the sands of time. You can go all night when you use BlueChew.com. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work, but you don't have to pay your dong seven figures to make an appearance. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. It's prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor's visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, no more awkwardness. Made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy, and right now you get it for free when you use that code FIGHTFUL. You just pay $5 shipping, hit them up at Get Blue Chew, let them know you heard about them from us, then... You can start digging holes and then filling them. BlueChew.com, code Fightful. Uh, Ryan Regani, thank you for the super chat, says the best of seven, Cesaro versus Ricochet. I, I would have been fine with that had they announced it prior, Alex. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, you could, you could, you could do it. They can do anything they want. They, they do whatever they want all the time. They could easily say, have Ricochet come up to Cesaro and say, I got you back. And so I'll say, okay, it's 1-1, one, one. best of seven. And Ricochet says, you're on. And then they have five more matches. They could do that, and I'd be fine with it. You know what I mean? Like, okay, but I, I don't think they're heading in that direction. Although, let's be real, they might. They might actually have them wrestle five more times and never call it a best of seven because they keep they lose track of how often they're having certain people wrestle other certain people. Who knows? I'm inclined to agree. Uh, so, oh, we also have another super chat. Uh, Tyler Goebbels D. Rose says, when's the last time you actually got invested in WWE storyline? The last one I got invested in was CM Punk and Money in the Bank. Alex, are you bald? He's <laughs> <laughs> got pictures all over the internet. What the hell? Uh, yeah. Kofi Kingston, I was invested in that. Uh, yeah, I mean that. But again, I can't. I I, I want to say um, the Kofi Kingston thing. It's amazing to me because it was entirely by accident, mm-hmm. and that that to me that to me counts for something. 
when it, it counts, it counts against quote unquote the the long form storytelling that I want to see. I think that the storytelling that I was way invested in, and then it never paid off, was uh, because because he's he's my fave. Uh, was the quest for the championship from Mustafa Ali in 205 Live. Like, that was a never-ending quest that was really interesting, the way that he built and and was knocked back down and came back together. And it seemed to me that he was destined to be a a great champion for the brand, and then they moved him up, you know, now he's not on TV. So, I mean... There are there are all these storylines that that, uh, that that keep going. CM Punk is a great one. That one was really, really, really well executed. But that's what like eight eight years ago now. I don't. I mean, I, I it's weird to think of it being being a long, long time ago, but it kind of is. Up next, Daniel Bryan comes out and <laughs> brings up Earth unfriendly facts mm-hmm. about Tulsa or not we're, we're, Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma. They yeah. are in Tulsa, right? I believe so. I think Tulsa, yeah. Talks about fracking and says they're not going to defend their tag team championships in the fracking state of Oklahoma, which is makes it responsible for uh, more earthquakes. Mm. I could get behind the name the Planet's Tag Team Champions here. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was the Planet's Champion when he was the uh, the, uh, uh, the the champion as well, WWE Champion. I, I always wanted him to call him the Champion of the Earth. Because that's kind of you know the the basic basic same thing. I wish um, they were the Planeteers, to be honest with you. That would be great too. I I also I did love Eric Rowan's knock knock joke. Um, that that was actually quite funny. Um, but here's the other thing. I mean, I understand that you're in front of a bunch of people in Oklahoma and you tell them they shouldn't be eating pigs or or beef or whatever. Okay, fine. But um, but you have the heel coming out as anti fracking which is legitimately a terrible thing that ruins the earth of, of Oklahoma where it is done in, in uh, quite a bit in practice. Uh, you have faucets being set on fire because natural gas is leaking into the water system. Uh, and Wish the they bad- would set the faucets in Vegas on fire. That tap water made me sick. Oh, it's bad stuff. Um, but it's uh, the bad guy uh, wants people's faucets to not be set on fire. That's, that's where we've gotten with this character. If you want to set... Uh- some stuff on fire with your fracking use <laughs> bluechew.com code fightful tim traver thank you for the super chat says thank you for the coffee mug my dad loved it hey our pleasure anthony ace says what do you think of undertaker returning on raw alex uh, offered his thoughts yeah. I, it's just it's just an appearance for yeah sands of time yeah. um yeah it's it's uh, i'm down for it why not the entrance is going to take up forever it'll get some cheers why not Heavy Machinery come out, and Tom Phillips calls them the largest tag team in WWE history, which is one of the largest lies in WWE history. That that, that can't be true. I mean, I guess if you go by, you can't go by average weight, but if you go by, like, I don't know, median weight, maybe they're up there, but you're talking Kane and the Big Show, the Brothers of Destruction, Yokozuna and anyone, Andre and Haku, (laughs) the Twin Towers. Like, no. No, like if we're being, I said maybe top 30 and that that's based on every combination ever. If we're talking full on tag teams. Yeah. Maybe top 15 at best. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's again, it's, it's one of those things. <clears throat> Sean, if, if you're the kind of person who just decides I'm going to lie about everything so that nothing has any meaning, then you can either run a wrestling company. Or you can be president of the United States. 
you know, and so you could say you tell lies all over the place and no, nothing has any meaning and and so lies have no value. So he lied about this, but they lie about something else. We just say whatever, we accept it and move on, right? Heavy machinery wants the tag team championships. Daniel Bryan thinks it's funny and accepts, then walks away and says not tonight. Yeah, of course not. Um, I'm, the thing is, is uh, legitimately, I believe heavy machinery might be the most deserving <laughs> contender in the tag division on SmackDown. Like, I mean, that's weird to say, but I don't. I, 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 You're I not can't. wrong. I can't name any other tag teams on SmackDown. This is part of what's going on with the wildcard rule. I don't know who's where. Like, it's it's weird. Like, but I, but Smack, it's heavy machinery. And who else in that division? The the B team. Yeah. Like I I don't know. It's weird. The Dick Breath Express. Thank you for the yeah. super chat. Thank you, Alex. You're such a snowflake caring about the planet Earth. Fire him. <laughs> yes, I, I should be. By the way, I want to bring this up because some uh, dweeb on our comment section said, SRS censoring the comments because YouTube says that there are 55, but I only see 43. Well, first <laughs> off, learn to count. Second <laughs> off, uh, I don't check the comments until like noon the next day. YouTube, if some are just ridiculously stupid, yeah. will hold them for review and yeah. not even let me see them. That yeah. happens. I don't censor shit, even on behalf of Alex. Sorry, Alex. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, stop with the the tinfoil hat thing, homeboys. Mandy Rose, boy, was she great tonight. I liked her a lot. They had this muscle and fitness magazine backstage that they were showing off to everybody, they being her and Sonya. They throw one into Ember's hands after spoiling Jekyll and Hyde for her. <laughs> <laughs> that is a heel thing to do. <laughs> yeah, but but as I saw that, I I thought it was very very much more like a a Peyton and Billy thing to do. But um, which is fine. They're back there too. They were also being given this muscle and fitness thing. Uh, I guess I don't know. It was a weird. It was a real weird flex to be like, hey, you also somebody who's at the peak of their condition and works out constantly. Check out my spread in this magazine. Aren't you jealous? Um, it was just a weird, weird thing to be like, I don't know. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally interested in a Mandy versus Ember Moon feud to see who gets to be the number one contender to Bailey beyond Charlotte. But instead, they got Bailey wrestling people from Raw. Like, uh, the wild card rule sucks, Sean. It just really sucks. Like, it does. Why, it's why a is, pain in my ass. I don't is, know who is where. Why is Ember Moon why, like we're so excited? Ember Moon got moved to Tuesdays, where she'll certainly have more opportunities and definitely not be marginalized in favor of somebody who's not even on Tuesday's roster. What? What's going on? Like, okay, fine. Just can we can we move on from Lacey Evans being the number one contender to both Becky and Bailey? That doesn't make any sense. Like, I th- I think we need a new phrase instead of hanging out and catering. It's hanging out reading Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, that's good. That's that's the new thing that we're going towards. Yeah, uh, Mandy has her magazine in the ring for a match with Carmella. I I enjoyed this match. It was very short, but man, they they worked really good together. And this is two women who had been stereotyped for such a long time, as if they got their position based on how they look. And they are both delivering. They had a good match. Mandy's bicycle knee continues to be one of the best moves. Oh, good. One of the best in WWE. Slam Carmella into the second buckle. 
Carmella goes through her offense. I did not care for the distraction roll-up, but everything prior to that, I really enjoyed this match, Alex. Yeah, it's very odd. I mean, the distraction roll-up thing always makes no sense, but just the idea of stop standing close to me with that magazine. I'm going to look at you until I get pinned. Hold on. What did we see Brock Lesnar do with a piece of paper? Magnify that by about 80, Alex. Yeah, that's true. That's true. She was worried about him being hit with a foreign object. So there's that. There you go. Backstage crappenings. Alistair Black is moody again, but this is one of his best moody promos. Mm. He's begging for someone to call him out. You know what this reminded me of? What's that? You've seen Pineapple Express, yeah? One of my favorites. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Where the guys are doing drugs in the back room. And he, mm. he goes, I've been waking up every day just praying for a fight. Mm-hmm. That's him. That, yeah. That's him. I, I, I did like the idea that like he was he was in the middle of one of his other, like one of his ra- random philosophical things. He says, look, I get it. You're waiting for me to stop talking and start fighting, which is what I've actually been saying to Alistair for the past few weeks. Um, but I'm waiting for somebody to challenge me to a fight. And I don't know if you saw this, but I retweeted it. Um, uh, Buddy Murphy, who's nominally on the SmackDown rifle, live, live roster, was like, hey, I'll fight you. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, please do that. Just give me six minutes of a sprint between Aleister Black and Buddy. Buddy doesn't even have to win. I don't care. Like, like let's just have that as a match. I want to watch it. Okay, Buddy Murphy not being utilized at all since being called up from the cruiserweight division is ridiculous. Balor is unable to compete tonight. Andrade and his improving English cut a promo on him. Good for Andrade because this is the only thing he's been missing in the eyes of Vince McMahon, I'm told. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah. I'm yeah. telling you, if he gets to Manny Ramirez levels of English, we're going to see a Manny Ramirez type push out of this guy. Yeah, no, we, we we should. It's a weird deal, though. It's it's a kind of a thing. Like, I I I genuinely don't know what Zelina, what use he would have for her if they were like, oh, now you can talk. So you talk all by yourself now, because I, I think she was there in that promo, but she didn't say anything. So it's now it's it's him talking, which is which is great. That's a good, and I actually like it. I I like. You forget, man, there's a lot of Spanish-speaking WWE fans who, when they speak English, sound a lot like like Andrade. You know, it's their second language. They're learning it. And that there's somebody for them to uh, to identify with. That's a big deal. They keep We keep hearing about how Vince kept bringing back Del Rio because he wanted somebody to appeal, to appeal to the Hispanic audience. He might have the guy right now. Yeah, uh, R-Truth is with Carmella backstage talking about the pressure of being the 24-7 champion. I don't have a clue what brand Drake Maverick is on, Alex. Um, well, he's here's the deal. Um, this is, again, very easy to have forgotten. But when Mick Foley presented that belt for the first time, he said it was open to everyone on 205 Live, everyone in NXT, everyone in NXT UK. So Drake Maverick is technically in 205 Live. But because the 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 twenty four seven belt extends everywhere and Raw and, technically, I mean, he was managing AOP last time, but he hasn't managed anybody on Raw in months yeah. since AOP, AOP went and got hurt. So, so I think he's I think in his capacity as two hundred five Live General Manager, he is trying to become the twenty four seven champion, which doesn't make any sense. But okay, okay, 
Jinder Mahal tries to beat R-Truth but can't. Carmella is having her match. So R-Truth can't, uh, or is alone to run away from Drake Maverick. We then cut to Shane McMahon joined by Elias and Drew McIntyre. Is Drew McIntyre on Raw? Drew McIntyre is on Raw. Okay, wild card then. Shane then throws to a video a highlight of himself, which I would usually hate, but it is the Shane McMahon celebration, so it, it makes sense. I love that Shane McMahon used Kevin Dunn's name for heat. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic heel work. Uh, then, out of nowhere, R-Truth hits the ring, and Drake Maverick follows him. And Truth hits a front suplex, pins Drake Maverick. So that's cool. That makes sense. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And what I thought was pretty good heel work as well. Shane (laughs) helps Elias win, or the group helps Elias win the 24-7 championship. Mm -hmm. Overall, as far as accomplishing things, I thought that this promo did a lot more for Shane McMahon in in this segment than than a lot of things have recently. Uh, Shane would then book a match, Elias and Drew against Truth and Reigns tonight. But the 24-7 rule is suspended until after the match. Another good heel move, I thought. But uh, I want to know your thoughts on this collective situation, 24-7 and Shane McMahon. When when I saw that they were doing a Shane McMahon appreciation night, I felt like it was a personal attack on me. Somebody had been listening to my asking for less Shane, Shane McMahon, and they said, oh, no, no, we want more. Uh, we're going to give you more, and we're going to appreciate him. Uh, I thought it was interesting because, again, there's a lot of stuff we've been watching for for many, many, many years, going back to when Shane McMahon was climbing to the top of scaffolding and dropping an elbow on the big show, um, you know, getting thrown through plate glass windows by Kurt Angle. Um, but there's a giant amount of people who are generations younger than that, who don't, who only know Shane McMahon as as the sweaty old man in the suit why does he get to wrestle so much, Daddy? Um, and if they don't have the network, maybe this is an advertisement to say, hey, this guy, when he was younger, he, that's the reason that we, we all still latently have a love for this guy somewhere inside us because when he was a kid, he was willing to murder himself for this business. And he, and he never grew out of that. Like other things about him, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not in love with, but the fact that he absolutely has zero fear, that's a really good way of showing that. Um, and kind of being like, it's a legitimate, he, he's a legitimate guy. Everyone complaining about him wrestling Roman Reigns. He used to be something pretty cool. Okay. That's what this video seemed to sh- show to me, a- along with, you know, um, making sure we remember that the last time they were in the desert uh, for the prequel to Sands of Time, then is when he became best in the world. Like he's been ri- writing that gimmick for an entire Saudi PPV uh, cycle. Like, that's crazy to think about how long they've been writing that gimmick for. Overall, I thought this accomplished uh, a whole lot, but we then go into a backstage segment with Charlotte Flair and Lacey Evans. They are such a great fit together. It doesn't last, though. They cut a funny promo backstage. Lacey 
the wild card because she's Charlotte's buddy for now. Charlotte, I thought, was pretty solid on commentary. She mentions possibly being tag team champions with Lacey. Doesn't look like that's going to happen. Lacey ba- dominates Bailey with really elementary work. I think either her or Carmella, one or the other, needs to ditch their Bronco Buster spot because the other one has it. So yeah, whichever yeah. one needs it more should probably keep it. But then again, they are on different shows primarily. But that probably should have are yeah are they? I can see you ready to are say they are they though? Are yeah. they though? I mean, it's a good point. Kinda. Um, <laughs> I I like I like Lacey's because it's a different thing. It's like a kind of almost like a, a handstand swinging into the Bronco Buster. As opposed to the you know the standard run across the ring thing, um, uh, I tweeted this that watching this it just it really feels like Lacey Evans is the knockoff Charlotte action figure that is only available at Cracker Barrel. Like it's she's yeah. it's just it's so Southern fried and but it's they're the exact same person. Like if you if you said here Charlotte here are, here are Lacey's scripts here's Lacey's costumes do a Lacey accent I mean it's the same thing. It really is like that. So it's, it's really interesting to me. Um, but uh, I think that they they need to do a little more making Bailey formidable, like they're doing with Kofi because we, we, it's too fresh in our memories, remembering Bailey as the champion who wasn't really a champion because he didn't let her really do anything. And then she forgot how to use a kendo stick and then she was gone forever. And now she's back and we want her to be the old Bailey, the one we, we loved in NXT it would do a lot better than to have her not be dominated and win with a distraction roll-up. Bailey uh, strikes Charlotte at ringside, and Charlotte tries to come back. The backfire distraction leads to Lacey getting a pin, but it wasn't counted. Bailey then rolls her up for the win, and Charlotte attacks Lacey Evans after the match and threatens her. Were you surprised that they went that route with Charlotte and Lacey? Well, like, didn't Lacey? Was 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 pissed because Charlotte got in the way. Lacey attacked. Understandably, Charlotte. sorry about that. Yes, uh, yeah, but which I which I like. I like La- Lacey being the upstart and saying, "Listen, Queen, you, you get out of my way." And I love Charlotte being like, "Don't you touch me!" and qu- quickly taking taking the, the turning the tables uh, in that moment um, and 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 showing that she still is the dominant one. I like that a lot. I think that, that actually accomplishes a lot for both both of them in that way. Um, unlike you and Mr. Warren Hayes, I had no desire to see a Charlotte and Lacey tag team run. Um, that, that's fine. Those, those, those two can, can be on separate brands, um, doing separate things, um, doing singles work because I think there are other more compelling tag teams out there to be done. So I'm fine with them breaking up at least for now. Ross Gould, thank you for the super chat says, uh, where is Rusev and Shin off TV? Neither have wrestled in a month. And change. Uh, yeah. And neither have won. They haven't won since February 5th. So that's what we're looking at right here. And, and that's wow. a rough reminder, guys. If you all don't want to send a super chat, uh, you can ask unlimited questions for my Q&A shows when you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I do have a free edition this week. Uh, you can ask on my Twitter. Uh, just go to my pinned tweet and reply to that. Or if you're a Fightful Select subscriber, uh, do it in the Q&A field. Red Dog Radio sends a super chat, says, it was cool meeting you at StarCast, Sean. Yeah, I got to meet a lot of great people at StarCast. That made me so happy. Uh, I've said this uh, a few times. Sometimes the the negative outweighs the positive. Unanimously positive at StarCast. And I'm going to look to travel so I can uh, meet more readers, viewers, stuff like that uh, more often. And Alex, 
I've heard rumblings of a media basketball game at All Out, which would be called Ball Out. Oh, really? That'd be yes. good. Uh, um, I, I'll be equipment manager. <laughs> oh, come on, Alec. We need you as the center. We need you as a center. We're not going to have a ref. I need you to muscle people around, All right. load the post. That's good. Because uh, I'm going to let you know this. It's going to be a very early 90s game because nobody's going to be able to shoot in that game. No, no, no. I all. mean, I, I, uh, my, it was one of those things where uh, I, was, I was tall for my age until about 14. <laughs> so I played mostly center in middle school basketball. And then I stopped growing and everyone else continued to grow. So I had a low post game at 5'10". And that didn't work when I was a junior in, in high school. Uh, yeah, anyway. Tyler Go Bulls D Rose, who has probably submitted enough super chats to get to the Hall of Fame tier on Fightful, <laughs> says the moment when you just bought a uh, desist in your boy sweatshirt. Can you please make the Hall of Fame tier two thousand? I'll buy it right now. So <laughs> let, let me see what all is in the Hall of Fame tier because we set it up just to. It's mainly a sponsor tier because there might be some sponsors that are interested in that, but. It is like a $5,000 tier. Wow. Which gets you flown to Toronto. It also <laughs> flies me to Toronto. You film an episode of Listen, Your Boy. Uh, it gets you the famed Jeff Jarrett laser engraved guitar. It gets you uh, like a Justin Roberts custom intro. It gets you a lifestyle cutout of you. It'll be on the Listen, Your Boy. It has uh, just everything that it, that is previous. You guest star on a podcast. You get to pick a podcast. Also, the, the one that's actually worth the, worth the most is a six-month podcast sponsorship. So uh, I don't know. You'd have to ask Jimmy about that one because uh, that six-month of sponsorship is uh, <laughs> it's a pretty heavy there. That's, that's the main thing there. We don't give those plugs away, my friends. Up next, R-Truth is attacked by Elias and Drew before his match leaving Roman against the odds, but not really. It's our truth working most of this match. Reigns helps him out a lot faster than he did his own cousin, Alex. Yeah. Yeah, but again, as, as, I, as I described, SmackDown Live, that's, that's his yard. Like, he's actually chained in the yard. That's where he's supposed to be. He had to break loose of his chain last night and get from SmackDown to Raw, which is, they're very far apart. So, because he had to go from one to the other in order to get there to rec- to uh, rescue his cousin, because he's you know he's on the wildcard rule, but he wasn't he didn't think he was going to be until until he had to. So, Truth is beating up really bad in the corner. Drew hit a great belly to belly overhead suplex. Truth manages to incapacitate both opponents and rain Superman punches Shane. One of the highlights of SmackDown for me was was uh, Drew McIntyre whiffing on a claymore and landing on the table. That was smooth. That's the type of thing that I think can help Roman Reigns get over as a cool baby face. Yeah. I've spoken about this a lot. Street smarts. Uh There were things back in the day that the Road Warriors would turn down because they said it didn't make them look street smart. And Roman Reigns, if you're going to have a cool baby face, he's got to be a little bit street smart. He can't be the type of guy that falls for really stupid stuff because nobody wants to cheer for somebody who is stupid, Alex. No, yeah, um, there, 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 there's nothing cooler than than the guy who's on the outside and and knows the suicide dive is coming and looks up and doesn't do anything except for just walks out of the way. Like, uh, like that's that's a great those kinds of things is something to really add to Roman Reigns. 
somebody brings up a good point. Roman doesn't care about his family. He wasn't the Usos cookout. <laughs> Man. Well, yeah, I mean, we know that John Cena is a terrible friend, and apparently Roman Reigns is a really bad cousin, too. Yeah, somebody said he didn't acknowledge his cousin. He did. They did a fist bump. Yeah. Spear on Elias for the win right after he won the title. Uh, Reigns spears Elias again, and Truth then wins back the 24-7 championship. Pretty obvious it was going to happen, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, But I wondered, and it, some people thought I was like picking on the storyline, but I tweeted, does this make Roman look nice or make it look like he didn't give a shit about the 24-7 title? I think both, and I think that's okay, because why would he want that problem? Considering he already has such a target on his back, I don't know that he would want a bigger one. Right. Again, I don't know how long this title is going to continue to exist. They they botched the reveal of it so bad, it doesn't seem to... Nobody wants it, except for people who you know got cut from main event that week. So it's a it's a weird thing uh, to begin with. Um, I, I I want somebody like uh, a Lars or somebody to get the title, and then everyone to stop coming after them because they're scared. That might be fun, you know. And then that guy gets pinned while he's taking a nap in the back. You know what I mean? Like, shh, come on in, ref, coming into the locker room. We're gonna pin him, but don't make any noise. Like that would be fun. There's again, there are probably. 75 things that you and I could come up with that would be fun to use to do with it with the 24 7 championship that they're not ever going to try and come up with on their own. Uh, and it's just going to keep. Oh, and, and I'm going to for the fightful championship. <laughs> sure. I'm going to. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah, overall, I thought it was okay. Um, I, I, I think it would go a long way if Roman Reigns would just say something, spe- something like, I would love to have that 24-7 championship, but I can't afford to have it right now while I'm focusing on these three guys. I think that would go a long way in putting over the championship. That way Mm -hmm. it's not like, hey, idiots, go fight over your little toy. Right, which is what it looks like right now. Because if the biggest name in the company puts it over just a little bit, Mm -hmm. that would go a long way. If Becky Lynch would say, you know what? I might become Becky Two Belts again by winning that championship. That would go a long way. Yeah. Make it you, you don't have to put it on those people. Just no. make it seem like it's important to those people. And I think that would uh, not just elevate the championship, but elevate everybody who's chasing the championship that looks like a moron. Uh, yeah, that's what I think. Also announced for this show, it's very very clear the Crown Prince saw the old message board post from Lars Sullivan talking about Muslims because he is now booked in a three-on-one handicap match, Alex. Yes, he's going to get his comeuppance at the hands of three men half his size. Also just announced, and I love that it's at this point to where we can discuss AEW news on this show. Yes. Official for Fighter Fest, John Moxley versus Joey Janela. <laughs> that is a fun one. That's going to be fun. Um, I-, I think it should be fun. For six or seven minutes, and then John Moxley gets pissed and murders Joey Janela. Bill Blass in the live chat says, uh, "Title Match Wrestling has an interview with SRS up." Yeah, Barbie Hayden did an interview with me. I can't say enough good things about Barbie Hayden. I had never spoken to her before. Uh, she's on Wow. She does a lot of stuff for Title Match Wrestling. Uh, I'm you're going to hear me putting her over big time, uh, whether it be wrestling, interviewing announcing she is really learning uh, so many different aspects of pro wrestling 
that are going to help her maximize her potential. And Alex, I, without naming who I named, comparing that to the experience I had with someone just a few tables up, yep. who you could probably compare her to, uh, yeah, that made a pretty good impression on me. And uh, Alex knows what I'm talking about. Don't know yep. if I'll ever reveal that name, but it, it said a lot to me. And I want to put her over accordingly because uh, she was a pleasure to deal with. I did some of my first on-camera interviews for this. I, I do a lot of off-camera interviews, and it's a lot different. What do you do with your hands? How do you stand? Where do you stand? How far do you hold the mic apart? Uh, how long do these interviews go? She made it very easy for me, so big thank you to her. And Title Match Wrestling, who continue to do a lot of great stuff. Uh, I think the world of them. We have NXT TakeOver 25 this week, Alex. And yes, we do. This is like a sneaky, sneaky, busy two weeks for Fightful after AEW Double or Nothing and StarCast. And I'm editing like 19 interviews. We've got NXT TakeOver 25. We've got Alexander Gustafson versus uh, Anthony Smith on this UFC Sweden show this weekend, which is a good show. It's afternoon UFC, nighttime NXT. I'm on the NXT conference call with Triple H this Thursday. Uh, Andrew's on one Saturday. We have Anthony Joshua versus Ruiz Jr. Then the next week, we have UFC 238 and Sands of Time. There's a lot of stuff going down. But Alex, we're going to make our NXT 25 picks. Nice. Let's go ahead and make them. NXT 25, North American Championship, Velveteen Dream against Tyler Breeze. Now, I want to say this is not confirmed. Not confirmed. Andrew, Jeremy, and I theorize that Tyler Breeze is the famed $500,000 man. It just makes sense. Uh, the if, if you don't know what I'm talking about, a few uh, maybe a month ago, around the time I broke the revival news because that's how it came about, Jim Ross said he had reached out about a guy in his early 30s who had been on the road quite a bit that could help out AEW an awful lot that wasn't on TV and was told that that person got $500,000 uh, to re-up with WWE per year. Now, that's been thrown around quite a bit by a lot of people. To me, it would make an awful lot of sense because Tyler Breeze immediately started to get used yeah. after this news emerged, whether it be in NXT or otherwise. I think that Tyler Breeze is a hell of an opponent for Velveteen Dream, and I don't discount the possibility of him winning this match if he is the $500,000 man. If he's not, I think Velveteen Dream retains. What do you think, Alex? I think that um, there's in the, in the pantheon of former NXT guys who were, I mean, beloved at full sale. And then just when they, when they got the opportunity on the main roster, they were loved as well but also just forgotten about by creative, by the people in charge, not by the fans. Whenever Tyler Breeze is used as part of, you know, Breezango, people loved him, but forgotten about. But you, the, the perfect guy to go back to full sale and reclaim all that love and be utilized properly as a returning, conquering hero would be Tyler Breeze. I think there is, because of that reason, there, that is a much larger chance that Tyler Breeze wins this and stays in NXT at least for a while. Um, especially if they have plans of seeing what might happen if, you know, Velveteen Dream would get called up. Um, but uh, 
I still think Velveteen Dream is more likely than not, say, 60-40 to win the title. But that's a big 40% chance for Tyler Breeze, what I would think it would be impossible uh, maybe a month ago. Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong. Matt Riddle's got to win this. Matt Riddle absolutely wins it, yeah. Shayna Baszler versus Io Shirai. Shayna Baszler, I I don't necessarily see coming up to the main roster anytime soon. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I mean, I'm just so soured on the main roster because of the wild card thing. Yeah. And I'm thinking, man, if Shayna Baszler wants to come to the main roster, why remove her from NXT? What what rule is there that prevents that? I well, think she probably retains, but it wouldn't shock me to see EO win this. I I love the idea of of her going up to the main roster, joining forces with Asuka and and Kyrie Sane, and becoming like this this evil. Joshi trio that ruins everyone's lives while smiling at the camera, you know, like with Paige there just smirking and doing all the talking for them and stuff. That's great. They're never going to do it because you got Kyrie Sane and Asuka who said like what three weeks ago now we're the number one contenders for the smack for the women's tag team champions, and they haven't been on TV since. I don't know what they're doing with them. I mean, like you brought up Kyrie Sane, team with Asuka, and never put them on TV. So for please. EO, win this match. Stay in NXT for a year. Be awesome there. I love that they introduced the, the crazy, brutal side of EO that she had um, in Japan with, the, with that kendo stick attack. Like, she's got levels to her, and she, she could absolutely be a foil for the horsewomen down there. Vacant NXT Tag Team Championships. The ladder matches is going to be really good, probably. <laughs> Lorcan and Birch, the Street Profits, Forgotten Sons, Undisputed Era. I think it is downright stupid that the War Raiders vacated these championships because this match is tailor-made to get the titles off somebody while protecting them. That is dumb. You don't need to do that. They are not hurt at all losing the titles. And you know what? It wouldn't make for a predictable finish if they, even if they were in this and lost it, because you got three other teams vying for that. You have the Street Profits, who have mm-hmm. been just criminally misused for most yeah, of their duration. Oh, you have the Forgotten Sons, who have been inexplicably pushed throughout mm-hmm. their duration. And the Undisputed Era, who deliver at all times. Mm-hmm. And it, they are seen as a main event level tag team, Alex. Yeah. Not easy to do. Lorcan and Birch, that they could have I been mean, the one. They could have been the team that was left out, in my opinion. Sure, but they're 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 fan favorites. They're always going to be over with the crowd. They're workman like headbutts and crazy running slaps and stuff. They're going to get a lot. Of, they're going to do a lot of the brutal bumps. I think in this one are going to be those guys. I agree. I, with you. I agree with you. I agree with you about the Viking Raiders thing. But remember, Sean, they they couldn't be in this in, in NXT matches because. They're being used so often on Raw, you know. They're they're all they're they're in almost every segment on Raw, and they've they had so many matches since they vacated these titles. Sarcasm, sarcasm, sarcasm. Like I, I don't understand what the hell is, is up with that. Why well, you make that choice for to have them vacate the titles and then never use them on the brand they were called up to? That doesn't make any sense. Um, the, the 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 team that absolutely should win it. And deserves to even to have a very short run is Street Profits. Those guys 
are so over with full sale. Montez Ford is an athlete like very few I've ever seen in a WWE ring. That guy has star written all over him, whether it's with Angelo Dawkins in tow or not. Street Profits should win this, but I agree with you. I think Undisputed Era does win. Somebody says, Undisputed Era won't win, Fish is hurt. When has that ever stopped Undisputed Era from winning anything? I They, they can I, they can free bird the titles if, you, if they come out with, with the belts. And the reason I think they'll win, if not them, then it should be Street Profits. Uh, I would like to forget the Forgotten Sons. I would like to really... The, their, their incessant push has me worried that they're going to come out with the titles. You're not going to like one of the teams that are in uh, line for a push. I'll tell you off the air because I can't mm. confirm it with two sources. But the image that I see at the end of this show is the Undisputed Era holding up three titles. Because I think it's Adam Cole's time to win the NXT Championship. I think Gargano has had his run. He had his crowning victory. And I think it is his. I think it is Cole's time. Yeah, He should be the face of NXT. Yeah, um, uh, this is this is interesting to me. I think that particularly, I, I I want Adam Cole's prophecy of everybody in Undisputed Era carrying a title belt to come true, because otherwise the prophecy is worthless. He never should have made it. Like because you control this when you write stuff. So if you don't have a plan to eventually get to that point where they're all going to be dripping with gold, then don't ever have him say it. So I, I love the idea of eventually having, if Tyler Breeze comes out with that title, having both Matt Riddle and Roderick Strong coming off of a battle where Matt Riddle beats Roderick Strong, I mean, in a really hard-fought match, but like wins with a roll-up or something. They both want the North American title, and you get Roderick Strong winning that title, so there's Kyle and Bobby have the, have the tag titles, and yes, you're right, Adam Cole absolutely needs the, the NXT title. And if you get Roddy to have that North American strap, even for a month or two, the, the image of all four guys holding up a belt as that Undisputed Era slaps that song. I mean, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be a really cool thing to build around for the next year. Kona Reeves should join the Forgotten Sons. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, little bit of a news story. Uh, a you're not MJF sign was confiscated from SmackDown, I'm told. Mm-hmm. Uh, we reached out to MJF for comment, and he told us that he would sue us if we ever reached out again. <laughs> <laughs> he, really is, he really is a natural at this thing, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, he sure is. That's, that's the common thing that I do. I I'm mean, like, they, all right. They, they also apparently confiscated a Save Us Triple H sign. So yes, you know they 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 didn't like anything uh, coming out that was being nobody's allowed to have opinions either on Twitter or in the arena. Man, uh, I cannot wait to watch back Double or Nothing. Uh, I, I've ordered the the BR Live version. Very excited for that, guys. Coming to Fightful Select this week. What don't we have? My God, uh, Q and A show, free preview that'll let you preview the service. Mr. Warren Hayes' 205 Live NXT UK review. Uh, My Fightful Report podcast. I'll be talking heavily about Las Vegas stuff. I'm going to do another podcast about my experience in Las Vegas, both wrestling and not wrestling related. I'm going to do one on Select uh, whenever I get it watched, uh, covering the the pay-per-view portion of, or, or the broadcast version of Double or Nothing. We have the Fightful Weekender podcast. 
where it's non-WWE stuff. Then uh, we have our, our newest retro review, which was voted on by our subscribers. The first Nitro will be dropping, I think, probably this weekend, maybe early next week. Just a ton of cool stuff over there. Uh, guys, if you all ever thought about joining that tier two of Fightful Select, this month or June is the time to do it. A lot of our interviews are going to be going up way early there. We are getting into the video interview game. Uh, it is going to be a good time. I'm going to keep giving you all your money's worth. We have lots of bonus shows over there, dozens of shows a month. Alex, we aren't going to see you for a few days. You're going to join us for NXT, I presume? Yes, I'll be there for NXT. Uh, so will Warren. That'll be good. It'll be a, a, a good um, a good show. Uh, both the NXT uh, match matches and uh, the podcast afterwards, uh, we usually have a lot of fun. Guys, leave us a thumbs up. I can't tell you how much that helps. Nice iTunes review helps too. Let Blue Chew know you heard about them from us. Uh, until next time, guys, join us Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern. We're going to do a semi-live edition of Listen Ya Boy. We uh, have brought somebody in to handle some of the tech issues, and we are going to film the Listen Ya Boy. But what we're going to do is premiere it at 6 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you all tune in for that. Thank you guys so much. Again, uh, this week has been very great. Until next time, we're out.